0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he lifts the fire that. What the goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar duri on Pulse 95. Nice throw!
1: Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. This is the home edition. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home, listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The Halftime Show is about to kick off. And what a show I have in store for you today. My guest is someone I've admired for a while, if I'm being very honest, not just from an athletic point of view, but a mental fitness aspect. He's an ultra endurance athlete who's competed in several marathons and ultra marathons from two mountains in the Sahara and Peru to the UTMB in Oman, which consists of 137,000 kilometers, 8,000 meters in elevation, and staying awake for uh, 56 hours. If you're wondering, he completed it in 42. He's, he's played rugby at the highest level in the UAE. He's a TEDx speaker and even manages his own digital communication agency. One of his strongest tools is his mindset and his ability to manage fear, anxiety, and stress. Tom Otten is joining the Halftime Show. So wherever you're lounging, chilling, or even training, get ready, because it's gonna be a great show on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95.
0: This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Aduri. Oh, on Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the pilot. What's it goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike.
1: Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar O'Douri, Home Edition. So excited to have my guest on today, TEDx Speaker, owner of Create Media and Ultra Runner, Tom Otten. Welcome to the Halftime Show.
2: Thank you very much for the invite, Omar. It's, um, it's a real pleasure to, to be here and to have an opportunity to have a chat and, and hopefully add some value to the listeners. Absolutely. Now, Tom, I've got to ask you firstly, how are you doing? Oh mate, I'm doing great. Uh, I think that there's it's it's been an interesting, let's say, few weeks. Uh, it's tested uh, all of us in in many different ways. And you know, having a, a, a we've got 86 people in the business. So my core focus over the last few weeks has has been making sure that the that the team are doing well, and that they're supported. And that's what's uh, getting me out of bed in the morning, keeping me up at night. Outside of that, you know, the the uh, the lockdown is is certainly interesting. It throws up its own set of challenges but I think there's there's real opportunity there as well and I think that's one of the things that that we need to certainly drill home today and have a chat about is, is the opportunity that's around us not just them uh, not just let's say what's been taken away but you know what's potentially been added and, and how we can use some of that to really sort of move forward through this process as well.
1: Absolutely and, and you mentioned lockdown now working from home can be challenging for most but when with what you're doing how has home quarantine been
2: for you? It's been great, to be honest. In terms of, uh, you know, the, I'm I'm very empathetic to the fact that there are a lot of people in a, in much worse positions than, than I am, um, and th- that might go from uh, everything from their, their living conditions and their setup right the way through to the fact that you know, there's a lot of people that are that are putting uniforms on and, and walking straight into the, the the fire per se with you know frontline medical staff. My you know, my sister's an emergency doctor in London, so you know, she's leaving the family every day and, and and dealing with that head on, whilst we're I'd say, wouldn't say locked away in our homes. I'd say we're safe in our homes. So it's having that level of perspective, uh, which we can all uh, get an understanding of. I think just keeping that level of perspective and, and being empathetic to others will will make you a lot more grateful for what we do have and not be focused specifically on what we don't. I think being in um, in a situation like this throws up its own its own challenges, but also opportunities. As I said, you know that we we've never had so much control over the time that we that we have. You know, choose what time you wake up exactly when you work out, exactly when you want to take a nap, what you're going to learn each day. You're not spending your time going from meeting to meeting, potentially driving across the city, uh, spending time, that almost well, wasting time in a way. And um, we have a lot more of our own time back. So I feel that we really have an opportunity to, to look at that and say, well, what do I want to achieve right now? It's okay to take things a little bit slowly and, and to say, right, well, you just need a little bit of time just to process everything that's going on. But at the same time, it's, it's on us to take ownership of, of the environment that we're in right now. You know, wake up, have, get, you know, get into a workout, get, get sweating, get, get, get your headspace right, spend some time meditating. There's so much that we can do right now to, to improve the situation um, that, we're, that we're finding ourselves in and potentially come out of this you know, even stronger.
1: Fantastic, and a few things you said. You said perspective, you said empathy. Um, with all these things, has that helped you almost like reset your environment to maintain like max productivity from home?
2: That's definitely what we're trying to do. Um, as I said, you know, running a running running a digital agency right now is it's it's challenging, but there's also a lot of opportunities there. Uh, but from a human perspective i mean our core focus from the outset of this is is not worrying so much about the business side of things but more about the human side of things you know when we've got a fairly young uh, a fairly young team uh, when we when we take into account obviously working in the digital space uh, and there's a lot of younger people and, and a lot of them will be going to be in their own houses that are away from family away from friends often in in our case now you know family are are living in different countries and all of a sudden we're having a lot of our freedoms and and our our movement taken away so it's just understanding that context uh, and then also trying to really work with the team to say look well as i've just said you know we have had a lot of taken taken away from a Let's say from a freedom perspective, but at the same time, there's so much that we can do. So let's make sure that we're really um, adding value to each other, really looking out for each other, really focusing on um, on being empathetic of each other's um, you know environments that they might find themselves in. So and you know, we're just really focusing on on that right now uh, as a as a team. For me personally, you know, I'm I'm trying to optimize as much as I possibly can throughout the day to to make sure I get that workout first thing in the morning. That's my anchor for the day. That settles me. Um, it's what I used to do before this, so I'm trying to maintain that through, uh, through the through the lockdown process. And just once I once I get through that, and then I'm, I sit down at my laptop. It's you know everything's fairly similar to what it was. You know, sitting down in the office as well. So okay, we're spending a lot more time on these video calls and uh, communicating in a different way, but. You know, the job's still got to get done. So it's just maintaining that focus, maintaining um, the understanding that, yeah, okay, it's not, it's not particularly easy right now, but um, it's certainly a, so much easier than, than what other people are facing. So the perspective is, is absolutely everything right now.
1: Absolutely. And, and when you come to work, are you working in PJs or are you working in work attire?
2: <laughs> no, mate, that's that's uh, it's, it's, it's 101. I'm sure you've read the articles as well. It's, yeah. it's super important that, that all of us um, wake up and really try and differentiate where we're living and where we're working. And that's very difficult when you might be sat on the edge of your bed uh, on a laptop to work uh, if you've got a uh, maybe a dining room table, treat that as almost like your office. It's just trying to segment and compartmentalize as much as possible because from a mental health perspective, it's very important that we switch on and that we switch off. Uh, from a workflow perspective, you need to, you know, many people do, you need to be on the ball. You still need to be um, delivering right now. So making sure that you get out of your bed, you get dressed, you get ready. Try and maintain as much structure in the day as possible. If you're rolling out of bed and you, you know, you you got your pajamas on and you you know make a quick coffee two minutes before your your first zoom meeting starts and you you know sit down and away you go it's just not good for you and it's not good for your headspace you're not going to be switched on and functioning everything's going to blur into one and and just as important switching off I mean I found I find myself a little bit hypocritical in this space because you know I I find myself working a lot right now but it is critical that we do switch off sometimes, and don't feel guilty about that. Sometimes you got to put the laptop down. You got to, you know, walk over to, you know, if you've got a balcony, walk outside, get some, get some fresh air. Whether it's, you know, um, putting some TV on, reading a book, whatever you need to do to disconnect. I think, um, well, I know that meditation is a really powerful tool for this. Now, I'm, I'm no sort of historical advocate for meditation because I don't have uh, the experience. However, what I have started using is just um, a, a few apps. Uh, calm is one that I use. I've used Headspace in the past before. And just using those guided meditations for 10 or 15 minutes has really allowed me to completely disconnect or to switch on. So sometimes it's in the morning, just to clear my mind before work starts, or it's afterwards at the end of the day where I'm like, right, I need to stop at this time. A quick meditation. I decompress from the day and then do whatever you want to do in the evening, whether it be cooking, reading, whatever um, whatever kind of distracts you and makes you, makes you happy. So I'd say that's it. It's, it's really understanding structure and making sure you're switching on and switching off.
1: Absolutely. Coming up next, I talked to Tom about fueling the mind and training your headspace to be more resilient during this current time. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95.
0: This is the halftime show with Omar adouri 95. Oh, he loves the and What's it goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adduri on Pulse 95. Nice try.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Halftime Show with Omar Al-Dhuri, home edition. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. Delighted to have Tom Martin on the show. Tom, what I love about what you stand for, and we spoke about this in segment one, is how much you emphasize and you put the importance of mindset and the importance of how you implement that on your day-to-day. How do you fuel that motivation?
2: I think a lot of it comes back to... Uh... You need to move away. In terms of mindset, you need to move away from from yourself and, and focus more on others. And what, what what I mean by that is, if you feel that you're really adding value to other people, whether that be through your job, whether that be through um, a community initiative, whether that be through being that person in your social group that uh, that 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 is adding as much value as possible to, to the community. If you if you get out of your own head and focus on what you're able to do for others, all of a sudden you it. it it motivates you in a way like you've never felt motivated before. It's very easy to focus on on yourself and trying to keep yourself happy at all times, and and drive motivation from an internal perspective. If you find motivation from an external perspective that you're that you feel you're doing, um, that you're really adding value for others, I find that is a it, it's much easier to 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 find that pull rather than that drive from from internally. So what I mean by that in terms of um, let's say from a, from a work perspective. In my particular case, so looking after a team of people, getting me out of bed every morning is it's, it's never going to be a challenge because I feel like I have um, a duty to others in order to try and deliver at my, my absolute peak. Now, in order to do that, I've looked at different areas of life. I'm like, right, well, how do I train? How do I train my mindset to, to really be able to deliver for, for other people? Now, I've found that. Um, escape, as it were, or that, let's say that training ground through through running. So for me, it's, you know, it's ultra marathons, uh, it's marathons, it's putting my body and my mind through testing environments where I, I just love the process when your back is against the wall and it's only you that can actually help yourself get out of it. You really, you start to train yourself for mental resilience. You start to train yourself bit by bit by bit. It takes a bit of time, but you start to think, I've been here before. I've delivered. I've been here before and I've delivered. And you you continually keep doing this. And running is a very easy way of doing that because everybody wants to stop. Everybody wants to give up at a certain point in a race. And it's what you do next that really defines how successful you're going to be and how much value you're going to add. So building up that mental resilience through something as as simple as running, and it can be any physical activity, has allowed me to build up this mental resilience where I think, right, well, let's say, take two weeks ago when all of this started to kick off, everybody that was in business and was leading a team was like, whoa, 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 how big is this? How bad is it gonna be? I need to try and get my head around this. Like, what? know, what's the what's the the good and the bad in this situation? How bad could this get? And it's you no, know, it's a very taxing time from a mental space. However, um, from a personal perspective, having that, um, I'd say, uh, the, the the mindset that had been trained through physical activity, it allowed me to process um, what was going on a lot easier. And there's a few there's a few reasons why. If you become successful in, let's say, uh, running or uh, ultra marathons or anything in in this sort of space, you get your head into a space where you never feel sorry for yourself. You become very, very pragmatic, like this is a scenario, this is my understanding of it, and this is what I need to do. Now at no point you ever feel sorry for yourself, it just is what it is, like you you could be feeling beaten up, you could feel tired, you can feel wrecked, but as long as you never feel sorry for yourself, you can get up and you can go again as soon as you give away the, the strength and mindset in terms of as soon as, you, as soon as you say, I can't do this because of X situation or I can't do this because of my boss or because of whatever the external factor is, as soon as you do that, you're giving the power to someone else or something else. If you retain ownership of the outcome and you say, right, well, here are the, here are the issues that I'm dealing with, whether, whether that be people, scenario, whatever the situation, if you give away the power to those things, then, you, then you've then you lost. If you say that these are the barriers that i put in front of me, but it's on me to work out how I'm actually going to navigate these situations. Let's take it, let's make it more um, contextual to right now for the listeners. Uh, we're all in a, in a scenario where we're in lockdown and we're working out what comes next for us from a, let's say from a, um, a work perspective, people might be facing redundancies, they might be facing uh, um, salary cuts. People are in a, in a situation, a very unique situation, where there's a lot of factors that are working against them right now. You can either sit there and you can have a victim's mentality, and you can say, "This is what's going on. It's not my fault, and it isn't their fault." The difference is, is it on is it on me to actually take control of the outcome of where I want to go? Am I going to say? Even despite all of these situations, these scenarios, I am going to do every single thing that I can to make sure that I come out of this successfully. I will find another job. I will find a way to make additional revenue to pay my bills, whatever the scenario is. So you have a choice, you, you play the victim and you say, this is happening, it's not my fault and I can do nothing about it. Or you have a very different mindset and say, this is happening, it's not ideal, I have a lot of barriers in front of me, however, I'm not gonna let this define me and I'm gonna make sure that I get out of this. It's the same thing that happens in a race. If something goes wrong in a race, you can wash your hands and you just say, you know what? Alas, I, I can't I can't finish because uh, my knee hurts or because I've run out of fuel or I'm overly dehydrated. Or you can just say, this is another set of scenarios that's in front of me. There's another set of barriers and it's now on me to work out. Am I gonna let that stop me? Or am I actually gonna say, I'm gonna own the outcome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna succeed uh, regardless. The only way, what you then need to do after that, once you've made that decision, I hope you make the right decision. The next uh, action is to just be absolutely relentless in the direction that you want to move. Like In in this case, chase down every old contact. Look at every opportunity that you have in every area uh, that you have open to you and say, right, I'm am, I am going to find a solution. I'm going to find a way out of this and I'm going to be relentless until I do it. If you can get that mindset going, then no matter what the scenario is, you might not win today, tomorrow or next week, but you will, will win eventually.
1: Absolutely. And it's holding yourself accountable. I love the fact you spoke about motivation and managing stress. Do you have a certain routine you stick by or do you keep switching it up normally?
2: And to be honest, it's uh, it has to be a little bit fluid just because my workday is sometimes uh, a little bit erratic in terms of uh, managing clients and, and, and teams. However, I wake up early, I work out, and I try and, med- uh, more recently, I try and meditate at least uh, once every second day. If I can get it in every day, then that's great. Uh, I'm working towards that, but to be honest, it comes from the, the workout anchors me, um, and then I, I take everything from there uh, that's that's how I that's how I process it normally let's say outside of this particular scenario running is a, is a, is a huge thing for me it allows me to completely decompress um, but it can sometimes be in the gym or, or whichever one of the things that, that people need to not necessarily understand but just be just be aware of is that you need to be gentle with yourself sometimes. It's not all about just pushing yourself to absolute maximum in every different area. You have to understand the balance between when you need to go all in and when you need to perform. And that means not giving yourself a plan B. It means everything that I just discussed around being relentless and and choosing your path. However, you do need to, when it's possible, you need to understand that you need to look after your mindset, you need to look after your health. Sometimes I might not go for a workout, I might just go for a walk along the beach. And I'm not. I'm not doing that for any physical uh, reason. I'm doing that for a mental reason because I think right, this morning, I'm not feeling it, I'm gonna go for a walk along the beach, I'm gonna reset, I'm gonna think about certain things that that, you know, that I'm grateful for and how I can be uh, more empathetic to others and really get that into my head, then I'll sit down and I'll, and I'll have a great day at work. So it's just understanding when is time to go all in and when is time to be you know, a little bit easier on yourself but making sure that you're always making progress in one area or another. It could be mental, it could be physical. Um, and that's very unique for each person.
1: Brilliant! I love that. I love the choice of word, the reset as well. And coming up next, a lot of us have been spending more time in the kitchen than perhaps we should. Now we're going to be asking Tom how he's been keeping himself occupied on the only place to be at three: the halftime show on Pulse 95.
0: This is the halftime show with humor and 95. Oh, he oh, oh, oh. oh, left. This is the halftime show with Umar Duri on Pulse 95.
1: come back to the halftime show with Omar Dury, home edition on today's show we've got Tom Martin on the show ultra endurance athlete owner of create media TEDx speaker how long do I have Tom
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long so, as you need my friend
1: we, we spoke about mindset uh, on the physical and mental side talk to me about fueling the brain to stay away from the kitchen
2: Right. So uh, I think it's not about staying away from the kitchen, it's about doing the right things in the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah. um... And, but it, start, it starts with what you put in the kitchen? That's critical. Right. Don't tell me that you can go shopping in, in spinnies and fill that trolley with all sorts of, of not ideal food. And then you put that in the kit, <laughs> and you put, you put that and you're just gonna take a little bit and you know, it's gonna last you for two weeks. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna be sat on the sofa, you're gonna be watching some TV, and all of a sudden that entire packet's gone. And you're like, <laughs> what happened there? So that, it starts with making that conscious decision of what you put into the kitchen. But in terms of to answer your question, so I focus um, a lot on food in terms of what I put in my body. You termed it exactly correctly. It's it's fuel, food is fuel. And we can all have times when we're just eating because we enjoy it. But overall, if we actually understand the concept of what food is, it's fuel for your body. And more importantly, or as importantly, it's fuel for your mind. When you, when you eat poorly, when you eat, let's say, high processed foods, high sugar um, content foods, it, it doesn't do you any favors from both a mental perspective and from a um from a, a nutritional perspective now i'm going to caveat this i'm no nutritionist but in terms of how i look after myself um, i work with uh, a food delivery company which helps me uh in terms of outsourcing i look to outsource as much as i can to people that are better than uh, what they do than i am and that gives me my time back so i i um, i've been eating on uh, smith street paleo food now for well, that's been, I think, about a year, something like that. So all of my lunches, uh, I have kind of two two lunches a day. I <laughs> split them out a little bit. Um, all of that food comes from a uh, food delivery. Uh, like I know the I know the owners very well. I know what goes into that product, so I know that it's a it's it's, it's a very high quality product. Outside of that, um, I make sure that I'm always fueling for performance. I'm fueling for energy. Yeah. Now, if that's fueling for performance in terms of actually going out running. You need to understand nutrition as a as a as a sports performance tool because it's absolutely critical. I, I don't care who you are. If you're trying to run an ultra marathon, if you don't have your nutrition right, you are not finishing. It's not about willpower, it's not about anything else. If you do not get your nutrition right, you will go off a cliff and you, you'll be crawling. It's critical what you consume in those first few hours of the day to set you up for a strong day. It gets your metabolism going, it gets your brain working, especially the high fats, getting avocados in, getting coconut oil, MCT oils, these sort of things. It really allows you to, to perform from a mental perspective, um, which then flows through uh, to, to everything else. So. Fuel is specific to what I need to do from a physical perspective and that changes on a daily basis. Um, But from a mental perspective, it's always uh, a real core focus to make sure that those first few hours are uh, are critical. Hydration is a a key point that a lot of people overlook. A lot of people not drinking enough water. um, That has a significant effect in terms of your mental clarity. Uh, That's something that a lot of people, if they're feeling a little bit of a slump in the afternoon, often get a liter of water in, get a liter and a half of water in, see how you feel 30 minutes later. It's uh, It's often dehydration because you just haven't drunk enough water during the day.
1: Really, and you know, one thing I want to ask you, Tom, in terms of creating habits, how do you, yeah. you know, manage to create your own habits?
2: Sure, look, great, great question. I think habits, um, habits, habits dictate the outcome more so than let's say grand events. So, what is your what? Your habits define you in so many different areas. If you're consistent, let's say, um, I'll, I'll use a couple of analogies. If you are consistently finding an extra five hours in your week whatever that might look like it might be on the weekend it might be a half an hour here half an hour there let's say you're finding an extra five hours a week which is not too difficult to do and um, considering most of us have two full days off those extra five hours to to, uh, to focus on your craft whatever your craft is for me it's running my business and getting more effective at that and um, building the skills that i need to to to, to run an organization for some people that might be from a sports perspective, for others it might be just let's say their, their hobby, that they're scratching an itch and that might even turn into a business later down the line. But if you can find those consistent five hours on a weekly basis every single week, the compounded growth effect over six to 12 months will leave you so far ahead of your competition that's doing Let's say once a month they're, they're taking a full weekend and, and, and getting an entire, um, entire day's work of worth, uh, worth of work done. Um, but it's very narrow focused and just happening in, in just sprints and starts and stops and there's no real organization to it. You will, you will be so far ahead of those people it's actually scary. So it's, it's what you do on a consistent basis which actually delivers success not what you do on an ad hoc basis. In the in the fitness space, it's even easier to see. If you go for a workout at the gym and you have a five hour workout in the gym, which is probably not a good thing to do if you're not consistently training, and you do this periodically, you and I both know, what you're not going to see specific gains, you're not going to be taking giant leaps ahead of the competition or anything like that, but if you're finding 30 minutes every day, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half every single day to train, again, you're going to be so far ahead of the person that's going into the gym once a week and doing, doing five or six hours. So the habits are, are critical. So what I would say is, where do you want to be? what direction do you want to go in whether that's from professional life whether it's a personal life whether it's a a hobby or a passion find out exactly what that looks like and start to work backwards from there and if you say okay well i want to be a person that can do a b c and d that's great you've set your goal now work backwards and say if i want to be that person what skills do i need to have what what understanding do i need to have and then start to say right well in my week How much spare time have I got to dedicate to becoming the person that I need to be in order to achieve that goal? And if you work that backwards, then you say, right, well, my habits need to dictate that I do X for four or five hours a week, and if I consistently keep doing this, I will become that, I will achieve that, whatever that might be to you. So if you can go through that process, you will create a robust system that will allow goal setting to actually become actions that deliver otherwise you're just wishing you're not actually setting goals and working towards them so if you can get that right which dictates your habits to answer your question then there's honestly there's no limit to what you can do
1: that's brilliant you know it's funny you said that because I, I literally posted something this morning on uh, on my instagram asking people in mm. terms of how their their ptt stands for so their productivity timeline template how that goes about. Okay. If they take eight hours out of their sleep, if they take two hours, let's say as TB allowance or something to lounge, what are they doing? Yeah, The remainder of the 14 hours and you hit it right on the head in terms of talking about habits. Yep. Brilliant. Coming up next, we put Tom through the fire round. Another one. Where we get to find out his expert opinion on current topics on the only place to be at three, The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime
0: Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, 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 oh. 95. 95. Oh, he lifts the fire and what a goal. This is the halftime show with Umar Douri on Pulse 95. Nice stroke!
1: Salam and welcome to the halftime show, the Omar Al-Dhuri Home Edition. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You've been brilliant.
2: I really appreciate the opportunity, mate. It's uh, it's great to ha- great to have a chat. Uh, great for us to have uh, you know a bit of dialogue that can, as I said, hopefully uh, a few of the listeners can take something away from that, and you know, that that uh, that makes me very happy.
1: And you know, and speaking of the listeners now, Tom, in order for the listeners to get to know you, I mean, like get to really know you, we like to put you <laughs> through the fire where round. Where are you going with this? <laughs> we, shout out to Simone as well. We, 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 we like to put you through the fire round, which is a segment. I throw topics your way yeah. and you have a sentence okay. or or a word to answer. For example, I throw a topic like coffee. You can tell me your view on coffee. Okay.
2: Yeah. You okay, ready for it? Perfect. Let's do
1: it. All right. Awesome gut health
2: very very important and very underrated people if people spend more time understanding gut health they'll, they will understand they will unlock so much understanding around uh, entire well-being
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock
2: The Rock every day of the week I think that guy should be president <laughs> I love him
1: <laughs> biggest nutrition myth
2: ooh low-fat products are healthy nice
1: how do you reset
2: by waking up early and working out before everyone else is awake and before my day gets chaotic
1: apple cider vinegar
2: great to have in the morning doesn't taste so good though (laughs) david goggins (laughs) Legend. If I had half of the mindset that David Goggins has, I'd be a much better endurance runner. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think you do pretty well.
2: <laughs> That's no, not. I'm trying. I'm trying, mate. But he's cool. another. He's another level. Okay. I mean, he's. Uh, I'd. would go as far as to say a little bit twisted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I. I love the book. I love the. Um, yeah, I listened to the audiobook a couple of times. There's a few chapters I go back to. It's great. CrossFit. Very beneficial when used correctly
1: training myth
2: endurance runners should only run long distance and that strength training is not that beneficial to them
1: well that was good you having time to think about that I thought it cut there for a second
2: (laughs) Uh, no I'm just (laughs) pausing I gotta get it right I gotta get it right
1: (laughs) spot-on okay create media
2: one of the fastest-growing digital agencies in the world
1: the game-changer documentary
2: I'm not allowed to swear on this, am I? <laughs> no, you're <yeah>,
1: not.
2: <laughs> Should we just leave it at that?
1: Yeah, I think that was a perfect answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
1: name a recovery hack.
2: Sleep, massively underrated. Although we've all heard about it, we all still keep um, avoiding prioritizing it.
1: All right, Tom. This one, this next one's a bit of a tough one. A lot of people, you know, freeze on this one. You ready? Okay. Why did a chicken cross the road? <laughs>
2: to get to the other (laughs) side (laughs) i don't know how many answers have you had for that one (laughs) not that many i just gave you i gave you the most unimaginative one so it's the first thing that came to mind
1: (laughs) okay acupuncture
2: very very good i've used it for uh, lower back pain in the past and it's released uh, muscles that have caused a lot of issues so yeah um, very very good when used correctly
1: nice intimate and fasting
2: also very very good depending on what your goals are and um, if it's to stay lean and to drop fat then it can be very useful Acai I love it more almond butter the better and coconuts nibs veganism not for me but i don't judge um, <laughs> let people do what they want to do
1: it's so well spoken it's unreal um favorite podcast
2: Ooh. This is a loaded question, because I've got a podcast.
1: Yeah, listen, you can answer it <laughs> no. however you want. This is your this is your fire round.
2: Um, I take a lot from Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, and a good friend of mine that I know that you know, uh, Brian Keane is doing yes. some great content on his podcast as well.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Fittest athlete in the world. This is a good one.
2: Oh, wow. I'm not sure if that can be defined because fitness is very specific. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Would you have anyone in mind? I'm going to try and push you for one because you're a super fit guy.
2: I still don't understand how Killian Jornet is a human. (laughs) So if you don't know who Killian, if you don't know who Killian Jornet is, any of the listeners, then I just type that name in and have a look at what that guy has been able to do. I'll give you one very short story of him. He's summited Everest twice on his own Unassisted, and he basically ran up it, and he broke the record by, I think, like a, a day or something. He got up and down in like something outrageous. It was less than twenty-four hours. He's an ultra runner, he, yeah. um, so he's an elite uh, elite runner, and he decided that he was going to try and run up Everest, and he did it, which he, blows my mind.
1: He's in he's in his early thirties as well. Un, unreal, unreal. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. It,
1: just, immune yeah. system booster.
2: Oh, good one.
1: Turmeric. Nice, very nice. I'm so happy so said that. My wife's gonna be happy as well. Social media.
2: (laughs) Is an excellent form of communication. Needs to be used in the right way. Nice.
1: Most memorable interview you conducted on your pod.
2: Good one. Um, I had Paul Evans on the show a little while ago. Mm-hmm. and he is the owner of uh, Solutions Leisure, for those that don't know, so uh, Lockstock, um, Asia Asia, and the like. He has an incredible story. If anybody follows him, he, uh, he's written a book fairly recently that's come out. Uh, it talks about his, uh, his background, but he basically, he, he died. He was in a coma and um, kind of came back to life and had another shot, and it changed him completely, and it's just a, it's, it's a hell of a story. I mean, he was in that coma for a very long time, and the story that he created in his own mind to keep himself alive he created a parallel universe and he can tell you the detail right down to the number plate on the car that he would drive to work and this was all a figment of his imagination he created an entire life in his head before he then woke up wow. um, so it's yeah it's mind-blowing so have a have a look at that
1: okay Ali or Tyson it's a good one
2: Ali for sure, yeah, for sure. Just everything that he stood for and how he how he held himself. Um, yeah, I think Tyson let himself down. Obviously a fighter, uh, outrageously good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just in terms of as, as a person, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take Ali every day.
1: Okay, three supplements you live by.
2: Ooh, okay, another good one. Um, so I take something called Maximum Vibrance, which has pretty got pretty much got every known supplement known to man in it. I I, I absolutely swear by the stuff. I very very rarely get sick. Um, I don't uh, I don't catch most things, uh, and I, I fully believe that that keeps my immune system absolutely rock solid. So that's something called Maximum Vibrance. And um, Outside of that, if we're talking specifics, uh, zinc for an immune system, uh, turmeric. What would the other one be? Uh, I'd say pretty much any green juice, uh, something that alkalines the body.
1: Yeah, I saw you. Uh, I saw like you, you we sipping on doing... one earlier. I thought that was spirulina.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was actually the maximum vibrant stuff. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's got everything. It's got spirulina, okay. chlorella, all sorts of stuff in it. So I think having something that's really strong green, um, really it, it it helps balance the body.
1: Brilliant. Sleeping hack.
2: Sleeping hack. Oh, I'll tell you, I've got a great one. And um, there's a, a web app called sleepti.me, something like that. And um, Google it, find it. Uh, I, As I'm getting into bed, I hit a button. It calculates based on sleep cycles. And it tells me three or four different times of when I can wake up. So, sometimes I'll have to wake up 45 minutes early because I know that uh, otherwise you wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle. So, what, what most people do wrong is that when they go to sleep, they set their alarm for whatever time they need to wake up, but with no understanding of their sleep cycles within that. And if you wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle or in the middle of a deep part of your sleep cycle, that's why you feel so bad when you wake up you need to be waking up at the end of a sleep cycle. Sometimes I need to sleep in a little bit later, or sometimes it's getting up even earlier than I wanted to, and just to make sure that I'm getting the sleep cycles in. And it has honestly changed my life. Sometimes even if I'm waking up 45 minutes earlier, I'll be a bit groggy, but I'm I'm straight up. Like I, I feel that my body's gone through a cycle. I, you know how it is. Sometimes that yeah. alarm goes, and you feel like you're melting into the mattress. Yeah. It stops. It stops all of that because you're waking up at the right time. Sorry, that wasn't very quick fire, but <laughs> <was> valuable.
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to use that one. I'm actually going to look at that. Um, yeah, mate, yeah. it's,
2: it's, great. it's right. great.
1: Um Role model.
2: Role model. I think that's it's a really difficult, mm. really difficult to answer because there's there's so many. Right? In the business space, uh, there would you know there's there's many in the fitness space. Also, you no. Know, I look up to, let's say, someone like a, a, you know, like a David Goggins, for example, someone yeah. that's just so extreme that, you know, do I want to live his life? No. Do I want some of his mindset when, I, when my back's against the wall and I'm in the middle of a race? 100%. So there's different, different people for different, uh, uh, different parts. In, in the business space, look, there's you know, people like uh, Richard Branson in terms of the way that he's built his companies and the way that he um, has built his reputation for just being a nice guy in business but still being very successful. I, I pivot, I really pivot away from this concept of people that being successful in business are, um, have to be ruthless in, in any way and treat people like, uh, you know, in, in, in ways that, that, uh, that they just shouldn't. I don't like any of that. So you know, people that are, I'm drawn a lot more to people like um, uh, let's say Richard Branson, or even like a Gary Vaynerchuk, who comes across mm-hmm. quite harsh, but uh, is very empathetic in terms of how he chooses to to treat people in, in terms of running his business. So, those people I look up to in that space.
1: Brilliant. One piece of technology used for health and fitness.
2: Uh, I use my watch. Yeah, use my Garmin watch. Uh, everything's tracked. I use Training Peaks to work with my coach. Puts my program in there. Uh, everything's tracked through that. So I think that is probably the most significant piece of technology I use for for all of my training. Um, and then yeah, everything goes through that. So I can, if you're managing something, so if you're measuring something, you can manage it. It's it's very difficult to really achieve as much progress as you would like to if um if you're not actually measuring things
1: brilliant dear hassan
2: great guy like <laughs> a brother favorite cheat meal oh another good one i'd say pizza i really love pizza i just try not to eat it too much
1: okay and you're finally your experience on the halftime show
2: incredible I loved it no it's great it's great to chat to you and um, you've got a great show uh, great radio station I really appreciate being, being uh, a very small part of it today hopefully I've uh, added a bit of value and, and look, thank you very much for the opportunity
1: no man you've added so much value thank you so much Tom you survived the fire round on the halftime show I have to you credit <laughs> Just for that it. that was the only bit I,
2: that was the bit I was nervous about I was like I don't even know where he's going to go with and, this. and for the, the listeners it, i, I got to like
1: let you talk. yeah for the listeners i got to let you guys know that I actually put him on the spot today and I told him do you mind yeah. doing the fire around and he was a good sport and said you know what no problem and you know what that's why it turned out so original because you didn't see what obviously what i was sending you and so it turned out really really good um i've got a couple of things i've put notes down which i'm gonna actually uh, follow myself from that and uh thanks so much for being part of the halftime show our listeners um obviously would, would like to know where they can follow you
2: Sure, mate. Look, I mean, Instagram is, is where I spend a fair fair amount of my time, probably too much. So it's at Tom Otten, that's O-T-T-O-N. Uh, but also from a professional perspective, uh, putting more and more content out content out on LinkedIn. Uh, so either LinkedIn or, or Instagram, either one works for me.
1: Guys, make sure you follow him. That's a wrap uh, from us, folks. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 3 p.m. on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. Stay home, stay blessed, and stay safe. Thank you, Tom.
2: Thank you very much, mate. Absolute pleasure.
0: This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.